Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? We're recording. Ready? you don't have any spray, do you? Right. See, because Lane and I, hold on. Uh, Lane has this amazing spray. Now, as, oh no, I wouldn't use that spray. Um, All-purpose cleaner, I don't think it'll have the same effect, especially if you spray it in your yeah. face. But Lane has this wonderful spray here that at the beginning of every episode, mm -hmm we do a little spritz Ray. and it's refreshing mm. I, I have some things i did i'm gonna put on my perfume okay well you need to talk to lane as well and get yourself some spray mm -hmm. and then for future episodes you can spray with us hey friends oh. that spray together stay together that's right and this is a special, special episode of the Now What Society. Unfortunately, Lane could not join us today. She's a busy girl, um, but my name's Tamar, and this is the Now What Society, and today I'm hanging out with my friend, Retta Roland. Hey, everybody. Retta, I'm excited about today's conversation because we're talking about astrology, all things astrology. Well, not all things. There would be, I think this would probably be a 20 hour podcast interview if we talked about all things. Yeah, 20 days. Yeah. 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 And Retta is in our community, the Now What Society. So if you want to learn more, you can find Retta in there as well. And we'll get to your details at the end of the show. But I want to talk about, we're going to be talking about next year, like what next year holds in terms of astrology. But I also wanted to share a little bit about my experience because I, I don't know if you get asked this, but when I think astrology or past, mm -hmm. um, before we actually spoke, I think Googling my horoscope. Yeah. Right. Do you get that a lot from people? Oh, oh yeah. Tons <laughs> of people. And you know, and that would have been my understanding of it also prior to, uh, 2010. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Just this thing they write up. It's and you know, I remember as a kid looking at it, you know, in the back of Cosmopolitan magazine. So yes. that's that's what I with that's what I thought it was. And that's yeah. all I thought. Yeah. And what made you want to get into astrology out of curiosity? Oh, I had a profound experience at a Thanksgiving potluck dinner where oh. I was I can't remember if it was potluck. I don't think I took anything, but it was one of those <laughs> random friends. <laughs> maybe i was just a lucky one other people brought the pots <laughs> i so uh, i was seated beside this woman who was in her you know early 70s she was interesting and and um she told me she was an astrologer so i was like oh well that's weird and flaky and had a lot of judgment and i didn't understand you know i knew you know i didn't know anything so i just made up what i thought it was anyhow she um she went on to say that she was a Jungian analyst and had gotten into astrology through her studies of Jung and then opened an app on her phone and put my birthday and started telling me things about myself and about my purpose and my why I'm here and what I'm here to learn. And I was fascinated 
And then I was just glued to this woman for the rest of the dinner. She could not shake me. And that's when my interest began. And it is fascinating because there is so much more to it. And I know, so you deal a lot with people looking kind of for their purpose in terms of career, correct? Yes, I am an evolutionary astrologer and executive coach. And so I do focus on that, helping people find what it would be a meaningful career or meaningful calling or meaningful, you know, vocations that I've been reading about lately. But it's, it's this, what's your purpose? You know, why are you here? And for some people that is tied to their career. It is tied to how they make money. Mm -hmm. And for others, it, it may not be. But it's something that's really come up a lot, you know, since these last few years have been quite difficult. And people are looking for more meaning. And due to our hectic lives, you know, there's a lot of swirl, a lot of swirl, a lot of messages of, oh, if you do this, you'll be happy. If you have this title, you'll be happy. And I think we've found, we're seeing the fallacy in that now. And so the chart, if we go to the chart, it can help clarify a lot of that. Helps, it can help you find, remember that inner voice, that inner knowing. Hmm. And yeah. I don't know if I answered that question. I just kind of went off, didn't I? <laughs> you answered it. Because uh, uh, purpose is one of the things that I love to focus on as well, because mm -hmm. it's not enough. Like I had the corporate job. I did well in it, but it just didn't fill my soul, you know, and I just thought I, I didn't go through everything I've gone through for nothing. And that's mm -hmm. kind of, you know, about the five, five years ago, I kind of went on a seeking mission to discover my purpose. And I realized that helping other people in some format was my reason for waking up every single day. And so over the last few years, I've been living out that purpose. But I, you know, I remember when we connected sometime last year and I was fascinated by what you did, but I still had that, you know, like perception that astrology is the horoscope, you know, you're just going to tell me what, an Aquarius is like, how, how's my day going to turn out today, Retta? Mm -hmm. And so when we got together and you did this reading for me, I, I had to watch it twice. Cause I think I was actually sick. I was, had a cold the first time we did it. And, but I remember one thing that you had said to me about, you know, you, we were talking about the fact that I needed to go through this healing journey and I was meant to be a healer, which I love helping people. Like that is my, that is my purpose, right? Watching mm -hmm. people create a life so good for themselves. They never want to go back. But another thing you said was, and I had to, I had to listen to this, the recording again, because mm -hmm. I'm like, did she say that? But I, you had mentioned something about exploring my sexuality. And at the time mm -hmm. I had just come out of a relationship with a man. And I remember, you know, talking to you a few weeks later and saying, Retta, like you told me, this thing about my sexuality and there's been little signs throughout you know i remember having a crush on a woman when i was 12 14. i remember having an experience when i was drinking of course back then it was always came with the hangover and i was like "Ugh, what am i doing but i believe that our session helped give me the courage to start exploring that and now I'm dating a woman. So that's been life changing for me, just bringing more awareness to who I was, you know, in my previous life. It explains a lot of 
why I do what I do. Right. And it's also allowed because sometimes like, you know, as an Aquarius, um, I have these ideas and you mm -hmm. said, you, you know, you have these like whooshes and people need to mm -hmm. listen to them. Yeah. 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 Call it a right. shazam. Right. It's just like a sudden shazam. Whoa. Idea incoming. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> what I love about astrology too, where I think it's, um, it's so accurate is, you know, going back to that, Uranus is going into the eighth house, and I said it's bringing this wake up. It's a, a time to become more authentic and so possibly exploring your sexuality. And then it's, it's just that, like, boom. And then it's up to you and you knowing yourself, and it was up to you and how aware you are, how awake you are, that you, you know what to do with that information. Mm -hmm. You know, as an astrologer, I didn't say to you, you date, you should date women. Your chart <laughs> says right here, uh, you should date women. Yeah. So if you see an astrologer who's saying something like that to you, I would say that's, that's not astrology. That person might be a psychic. That person might just be bossy. I don't know. <laughs> um, and so astrology, what it does with, with accuracy is it, it provides the prompt, the mm -hmm. question your soul is ready or longs to explore at that moment. And um, it's just, so I also just want to give you a lot of kind of kudos on your level of consciousness, mm -hmm. because I can say, say stuff like that to people and it'll bounce right off. Yeah. You know, and so, um, so adding that. And so I did want to go out and say with evolutionary astrology, I left this, I wanted to explain its purpose is to find out why we're here and meaning it's based on a couple premises. One premise is that our souls have incarnated many times. And then the second is it incarnates because it wants to evolve. It longs to grow, to evolve. And the chart can give me some hints and clues as to, ah, here's an area that you may want to do over in this lifetime. Maybe past life did it and hit a brick wall. And so this time you're, you're trying this again. Or it's an area or something that you didn't get to do in a past lifetime, but you get to do it in a new way. And um, hence, it ties in perfectly with why we're here. Yeah. I, I And I mean, for my past life, you had said there was a lot of things I couldn't do, right? Like I was kind of suppressed almost. And, mm -hmm. you know, I am an ambivert, so I can be an extrovert if I need to. But typically, I'm an introvert. But I, I think now I'm kind of I have this longing, like this seeking this wanting to be more self aware. So I'm I, and I believe everything happens in the time it's supposed to happen. And the, when we sat down was perfect timing for me because I think at that point I was ready to explore and mm -hmm. I feel like that was kind of the one of the missing pieces of my healing journey was not being ready or willing before that to actually explore my sexuality and I, it felt different after like after I had mm -hmm. actually started to talk about it and we Ray Lane and I talked about it on the podcast I was like this is awesome and then you know we had done several readings since then now lately has been tough <laughs> i mean mm -hmm. you know you you know things about my personal journey but this has been something very common 
for everybody over the last few months, has it not? Yeah, I would say even the last few years. Yeah. We've been in a, in a, in a very much of a transition time. I think actually astrologers might take it back to since um, 2008, Pluto entered Capricorn. And wherever Pluto goes, it is going to do a deep, deep re- rebirth. It's a transformation. So something must break down. We've got to take it down to the studs and then kind of muck around in the mess for a while. Then there is a rebirth. So it takes, it takes a while. And um, so, the, so many other things are going on, but I'm just going to focus on Pluto right now, I think, for our purposes. Um, and so what Pluto has been shining a light on for us is the, um, in these last few years is Pluto. Okay. Pluto's going to leave Capricorn in March of 2023. So anytime a planet is in the last few degrees of a sign, it's going to show us the shadow of that sign. Hmm. What this means, and so in Capricorn, it's been showing us the shadow in structures, in systems, in politics, in business, in any kind of hierarchical scenario. It's it's also that and some other planets involved, but it's it's been showing us, um, you know, like we've done it also in Capricorn. It's you known for great things. You know, it built these great structures in this Earth sign, and thinking of you know the United States in particular. How, um, you know, we've created many great systems, educational system, a banking system, a roadway system. And it was great for most, but it hasn't been great for all. And that's the shadow we've been seeing. And so there's also been this clashing going on that it's time to break down those structures to be rebuilt to make them more equal, more truly democratic. And, you know, the, so that's what we've been feeling, this, this pinch. And for astrology buffs, I'm sure that anybody listening knows that Saturn and Uranus have been involved too. So I don't want to get too much into the technical points. But the reason I bring this up is it has been hard. We've been through this breakdown. And now it's we're kind of moving when Pluto gets into Aquarius in March, there's going to be a little bit lighter, that lighter energy coming. Also, finally, Saturn is going to move out of, it's been in some hard, like, and it's going to move into a sign where it's softer. So, so we're kind of still cleaning up the breakdown. And so it's looking like, 2023 in some ways it can be easier it's going to be a transition time versus this breakdown time and we won't fully know what it's transitioning to until probably until really 2026 but it's um we'll be working on things like you know our relationship with technology with collaboration with um Things kind of ruled by all this um, Aquarius. So someone who ha- is an Aquarius, like yourself, but you're not early. Let me see if you're early. I'm not Aquarius. No, you're late Aquarius. Um, you know, so if so, for most of us, I think it's going to just seem a little bit easier 
But having said that, it's all, you know, it's really, it depends personally on your personal charts, where your planets are of how this could affect you. Um, so, but I, I do think for, for most people, it's going to be a little easier, more about ideas, exchange. Um, yeah, that's my key thought. What do you think of that? I, you know, I'm so, when you say it's going to be a little bit easier, I'm like, oh, thank God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like the last, you know, I talk about the last, I don't know, my year nine and 10 of my sobriety mm -hmm. yeah. were definitely the most challenging that I've ever faced in my yeah. recovery. And, but the fact that I've gotten through it and still been mm -hmm. able to focus on my purpose I, I believe that, you know, you and I getting together and talking about my sign and what my strengths are, that's definitely brought more awareness mm -hmm. and almost a little bit more confidence. Like, okay, I am doing the right things. And right now is just really hard, right? And I, I know that, you know, sometimes when we text and, and I'll say something, you're like, oh, yeah, because it's this planet. This mm -hmm. is going to be tough. I'm like, Retta, come on. You got, when is it going to get easier? Come on. <laughs> no, I love that. I love it. Come on, make it change. I know. <laughs> and I, what I love to say is, well, your soul signed up for this lesson plan. You know, you chose this course, you know, and when you trust fully in the mystery of life, the mystery of why we're here, like, okay, apparently I'm supposed to learn something for this. I, I signed up for this. That's what I tell myself when I get super frustrated. Like, all right, I bought the ticket. I'm here for the show. What can I learn from from this? And and also, by the time this airs, we will have just gone through the winter solstice, uh, the Capricorn solstice. Another way of saying it, it's exact for us on December 21st. And even if you're hearing this a week later or two weeks later. That's fine. It's a good time to to pause and think about what has happened in the six months before. What have you um what has what has transpired? What have you learned? You know, what wisdom have you gained? And also, what would you like to release? That's what one thing I think astrology also helps us do is to tune into the cycles of nature. And that's by following the moon, the cycle of the moon even though the, the new moon and the full moon aren't the most powerful of planetary transits, they have, a, they have their own power. And they have, what they do, I believe, for me, is they tell me to pay attention, to tune in. And, and that's also what happens at these times of um, the equinoxes and the solstices. It's also another tune in. And... Um, the winter solstice on the December 21st is telling us in this hemisphere that, okay, this is, this is going to be the shortest day, the longest night. And to dig into our faith that we're going to get through this and like slowly plod forward and incrementally day by day, we'll have a little more light each day. And that was that was one thing too, the kind of like the digging into building that faith 
Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, do you think that faith, right? Because you and I have faith, mm -hmm. um, plays into astrology a bit. And by that, I mean, is I think that because of everything I've been through, because of my recovery journey, I do have a belief in a higher power, right? Something greater mm -hmm. than me. I didn't, I didn't grow up religious or anything and still not, but I do believe that when I hear things right in the astrology reading that you did for me, for example, I do have faith that my needs are going to be met. And I feel that a lot of people who they'll be like, that's like woo woo, right? Airy fairy. Like, mm -hmm. I don't believe it. Um, I, I mean, for me having that faith, I think allows me to go, okay, yeah, things are challenging and okay, ready. You told me things are going to be hard. That kind of pisses me off, but I know I can get through that. So I'm going to yeah. overlook the hard times and know that this is all just part of the plan. Do you think that yeah. that faith plays into it a little bit for people to actually believe it? Um, hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes and no. I think, um, well, I want to clarify just that, that astrology is not a, it's not a religion. And yeah. It's not even a spiritual practice. Yeah. It's, um, it's a language and it, I, and I would say that it's a tool that was given to us by, um, by the mystery, by the divine. Yeah. To help us know ourselves better. And so, um, but like coming to, for a reading in a sense, if someone is, is like, thinks it's all just baloney, then I, it's like, unlike the, un, ears are blocked, you know, head is blocked. So it does require, I think it does require an open mind, uh, an ability to see oneself honestly. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then you can hear it. But it, astrology is really like a weather report. So I'm going to say, here are the energies that are coming through. Here's what's available to you. You know, like it's going to rain. It's up to you if you take the raincoat. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, yeah. I can't make you do it. I can't say, like, I can say, look, it's going to be heavy rain and then it'll pass. And you, you, yours, it's yours from there. And that's also what the um, astrology it take, took me a few years to get this. And maybe I'll continue to be growing in this is it's not doing anything to us. It's right. just, it's really more of a mirror and it's telling us, it's giving us one more way to see what's happening. Um, so, and so, <clears throat> excuse me. So if things are hard, you know, with hard situations, we have this choice where we can learn from it, convert that challenge into wisdom, or we can just keep doing these hard things, keep having the same experience, keep doing the same thing over and over and you keep getting the same result. Right. And and that's, that's one thing I do believe. We're here to evolve. We're here to deepen our knowing, our wisdom. And astrology is one tool for that. It's also, I want to make sure that's known too. It's not the only tool. It's one more. And so even like in your awakening, I think you've had, you had other tools you were using, other messages coming. And this was just one more message. And then you're, um, we're like, okay, maybe I should listen to that. And so if people talk about, you know, tarot or uh, meditation or um, any of the many tools mm -hmm. available, I'm like, do all that, that appeal to you. 
Yeah. And also, and by the same token, if astrology doesn't appeal to you, that's okay too. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it just somehow hooked me. Oh, and on the, on the note of vocation and calling, even though I say, okay, the first time it really got me was in 2010 at that, um, potluck Thanksgiving dinner when I was accidentally seated beside this woman. Um, I'm saying it because I believe there was divine intervention, some type of synchronicity that placed me yeah. beside her. And um, before that, back in the late 90s, when I liked to drink bourbon and listen to Lucinda Williams, because I was a very lighthearted, uplifting person, um, I, had also, I had also happened into a bookstore. And I bought this huge workbook and I'm holding, I mean, it was like three or four inches and it was that, those type of workbooks that had that newspaper, really thin paper. Mm -hmm. And it said something about, you know, do your own astrology chart. And I was like, what is this? I'm like, whoa. So I buy that. I go home, get the calculator out and I'm trying to do it. But it's, I mean, math is hard just to begin with. But then once you've had a couple of bourbons, it's impossible <laughs> for me, for this type of drinker. Uh -huh. So I threw the notebook across the room and I had totally forgotten about that. So then you jump through to 2010 and I've been sober nine years. Here, here comes the message again about astrology. So, so I thought, well, anyway, huh. I followed it. So that's all you're calling. I believe also like calling is going to get to you. The message is going to get to you. Yeah. Well, I look at, I mean, how many times throughout my alcoholism were somebody or something was put into my life and it was almost that lifeline, like, okay, you ready? And I was like, nah, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Right. I had to reach my point where I was like, mm -hmm. all right, I got to do something about this now. And I, I believe, though, looking back, is that I was meant to stay the way I was a little bit longer mm -hmm. because it gave me so much more experience and I don't regret any of it. And I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I think about our session and just the timing in, A, I was very willing to change. I was willing to investigate and to be curious. And that set the ball in motion to meeting my partner now, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not... Yeah. I'm not like, I don't love the dating scene. I, mm -hmm. that for me, that was like, how do I even do this? Mm -hmm. And so just the timing of it all blows me away. Yeah. And that's this, you know, trusting this timing is, yeah. And that's one thing I have had to have faith with in the beginning. <laughs> because, yes. you know, when I do a reading, the first step is to look at your natal chart. Mm -hmm. And that is a snapshot of where every planet was at the moment of your birth. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, down to the minute. It matters by minute, too. And, and what I, <clears throat> excuse me, what I mean by where every planet was, was, you know, when you say, oh, what's my sign? That's where people. That's where your, the sun was when you were born. But actually every planet going from the sun all the way out to Pluto was in a sign. Mm -hmm. and, and every planet represents an aspect of you, of your inner psyche. So as the sun represents your identity, how do I get to know myself? How do I feel alive and, and vital in this world? And Mercury represents your intellect. 
how do I like to communicate? How do I like to learn? What's my communication style? And, 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 you know, so, and so on. So, so I, as an astrologer, I'm looking at each of those components of you and what sign is in them. What, what house are they sitting in? And I bring all this together to find the core themes and lessons for your life. Um, It'll tell me, like I said, what, what you need to feel alive and vital. Mm-hmm. Tells me what you need to feel secure, what you do, your, your communication style. And then it's going to show me like where your blocks are, the challenge, your challenges, and, um, and the wound. You've come in to heal this wound. And we all have a block. We all have a wound. And we all have the tools to address them in this lifetime. I mean, I truly believe that. Like, it wouldn't be on your lesson plan if you weren't able to make you know, at least some progress. Mm-hmm. Since I don't know everything, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclaimer, disclaimer. I don't know if it's like, oh, maybe it takes a couple lifetimes of working on that wound, and then, um, then you reach enlightenment. That's what I don't really know is how many okay. times and. I can tell from working with people, we're, we're all starting, we start at different places. Mm-hmm. The starting line is not the same. And, um, and that's, that's one thing that I really love about astrology. It's helped me to really um, see myself as an individual, also have more compassion for other individuals. And we're, we're all learning something. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, <laughs> we all are. We're, I learned also, which I think is another cool part about astrology is who you're compatible with. Oh yeah. Right. Like, yeah. you know, my, my relationship with Lane. I mean, mm-hmm. when we met, we just clicked. We're mm-hmm. totally different, but we mm-hmm. just clicked. It worked. We, mm-hmm. you know, our conversations and what we stand for our purpose Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's helped even hearing that when we did the astrology mm-hmm. reading, it's like, yeah, because of, you know, you're, mm-hmm. uh, what is that? I'm a Libra sun rising. Yeah, you're both Libra rising. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool. Like even my partner right now, you know, mm-hmm. that compatibility, compatibility, it's neat that we can use something like astrology to be more aware of that. Yeah. And I just did a big, um, corporate offsite with the mm. marketing team at, at Old Navy and um, just their leadership team, went in the whole team. So it was like 14 people. And I got to talk to them about each, each just looking at the sun sign. We kept it pretty simple. And so you could see, have each person talk about what they need to feel alive, to feel seen, and what it looks like when maybe their shadow shows up. And we were calling that, uh, this is like a check engine light. And, and so it was fun. They could do it in this lighthearted way. And then, and then also share with each other, like, okay, so when your check engine light is on, how would you like your teammates to let you know? In case you're, you haven't fully tuned in yet. You know, what's, mm-hmm. And then, then you can choose your own way um, and say, um, and that's like with couples. Like if a couple has a strong... Um, Virgo and Virgo, just God bless Virgos. You know, Virgo is here to just 
to make things better. Yeah. They see the ideal and they have that work hard attitude that they can make it better. Um, and so that can be great in a relationship because, you know, oh, my partner with Zelda's Virgo is going to help. going to come in and finish this and make it better. Or it can, it might feel like, oh, my partner's always telling me I'm falling short. My partner's always editing what I say. My partner's always cleaning up the kitchen after me. My part, you know, it might feel like this. And so you get a way to, to name it like, oh, that's that Virgo. So it puts it off, off to the side and then we can talk about it. Yeah. That makes, does that resonate? It does. And it, I mean, it's fun to be able to say those kind of things, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, I know poking like the Scorpio that'll come mm -hmm. out. Right. Mm -hmm. But it also, uh, help me understand why when I was in my last corporate job, you know, they would encourage people to hear, share your ideas, share your ideas, but they would never implement them. So mm -hmm. it kind of always felt like, you know, those Shazams or those whooshes would come and I get them yeah. often and mm -hmm. the team would get excited, but the leadership was like, no, we're not mm -hmm. doing it that way. And why I felt so stifled. Like I, you know, I worked with amazing people for the most part, but I was just like, my heart's not in this anymore. And I couldn't understand why. And now understanding my astrology, mm -hmm. like my, yeah. my sign, mm -hmm. that's why, because I need to be doing work where people value my shazams. Yes. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And that's, um, I'm glancing at your chart now too. And it is, um, yeah, it's, it's in this first house of style. It's how you lead your life. You need, you need it to be activated and lead your life with these shazams and these progressive ideas that are here to help move us all forward. And if they're not being, you know, acknowledged or uh, validated or brought, brought into, you know, 3D reality, that just is going to put your light out. You're just going to get low and I don't want to be here. And so this is good. You're, and now you're aware your light and your ideas exactly so other than things are going to get better in the new year <laughs> 2023 is going to be a better year is there anything that you can share um you know to give people a little bit more hope or just kind of an idea of what it what's going to happen in 23 from what you've just said yeah yeah i can go back and um so January and February are probably going to feel like much the same. We're still kind of just um, still going through this breaking down of uh, this Capricorn structures. And um, but we do start to get a little bit more momentum. Another thing that was dominant in 2022 was we had so many planets for retrograde, which just means they're going backwards. At one point, I think seven of the 10 planets were moving backward. And so that creates this sort of sluggishness. Can't quite get, get anything done. I can't move forward. And, you know, we saw it in, um, in the economy as well. There were other signs. So by January, by the end of January, they're all moving forward. So just also having this momentum of feeling like, okay, I can actually, I can get that thing done. I can complete this. Um, and another thing is really, I feel like 
optimistic for those who want to kind of who feel like we've been sluggish. Uh, Jupiter, the planet of expansion and growth and gifts. It's been uh, for the last six months, it's been in Pisces. And which is beautiful. It's beautiful to be there, but it's about dreaming and imagining and it's in this realm of, uh, of the intangible. So on December 20th through May 16th, it will be in Aries. So that means it's like time to commit, like to bet big on yourself, to get into action, to launch. You're launching something, that's a period of time to launch. Go for it. And so it would also depend on the Aries part of your chart what house is ruled by Aries. And it'll tell you more, it can get more specific. Meaning if Aries is in your 10th house of career, it's time to bet big on yourself, you know, go for that job you really, you want, but think you're not ready for, just put, put your hand up for it or, you know, launch the next thing. If it's in the seventh house of partnerships, then it's also courageously stepping up in a partnership and asking for what you really need or, and that could be a business partnership or romantic. And I think that's, that for me is painting. I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after it gets out of Aries, it will go into Taurus and be in Taurus for one whole year. And so that is steady growth and expansion. Yes. Um, so I, I love that where it's been in all this water. Um, there's something else. Um, I think it's March. It's going to be a very big transitional year uh, month, and that's when it'll. That may feel more like, oh, the year has begun now. So I just kind of plant that seed. If you're feeling like January and February, nothing's changing yet. I feel it. None of my plans are coming to be. It's like it's okay. Just keep keep the path. You know, keep to it. It will be March when we start to feel a little more of this airy ease and to really know what's gonna happen for you we've got to look at your chart yeah yeah don't yeah don't be reading the astrology things you're gonna have a good day today retta yes and it might it might that's like like a little bit of help it's a little bit but then there's 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 just more yeah i think like once you know your chart now when you read that for Aquarius today, it's going to be a blah, blah, blah day. I would think it gives a little more oomph to it. Um, yeah. Um, because in the reading, I can tell you where you need to bet big on yourself, where you can expect a deep transformation in the year ahead, um, where you need an awakening. Mm-hmm. But you are having an awakening in the house of soulmates and life partners. Yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I'm not allowed to say crazy anymore. But I think in that context, it's okay. Okay. I have to be careful, right? The words I use sometimes, I just, I don't want to offend anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it was just wild. Wild. Is that a No, I think that's good. I think that's perfect. So hang on until March is what you're saying. Yes. Stay the course. In March, we're going to have some shifts. And um, yes, you want to know exactly what it means for you? Call me. Yep, call Retta. And that's the thing, right? 
for this stuff to actually, you know, not work, but you said this is another tool. You have to be open-minded and you have to be willing to take some action to it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I used to be a self-help book junkie yes. and I would read them. I'm like, why isn't my life any better? Right? Well, you got to do the exercises. You have yeah. to take that step forward. So people can go to your website, redderrollin.com. Yes. Yes. That's where you can book a discovery call and I can talk to you about your chart or just book a chart reading. I also have, um, I'm writing monthly blogs. You can mm-hmm. kind of look, look at things in a smaller time cycles as well. Uh, if you want to get on my mailing list and soon I'm going to be going live in the community as soon as, um, I, I get my lesson. I'm getting a tutorial. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I yep. can learn. So join us in it's join.nowwhatsociety.com. You can you can chat with Retta in the community as well. You can reach out to her and say hi. Say hi, Retta. Hi. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. Yep. So visit her website. We've got all these other cool things going on in mm-hmm. the in the community as well. We have a book club that's starting up again. I believe that's January 8th. It runs for four weeks every Sunday. We've got a field trip that's coming up. Retta just might be there. Uh, you'll have to wait and find out or join us and find out. But we've got all co- all sorts of cool things happening in the Now with Society in 2023. And Retta, thank you so much for taking the time and telling us that life is going to get better in 2023. So if you're having a hard time, do not give up. The planets tell us things are going to get better. It'll be different for sure. That's okay. right. <laughs> Thanks, Retta. Okay. Thank you.